Uh, welcome back to another episode of Aliens on the Border. We've been out of the studio for a minute. We're testing out some new gear and shit. And uh, we have a very special guest today. But as always, over to my right, which you'll see the camera switch over right now. We have Roger. What's up, baby? Hey, what's going on? We've got we're we're working with getting our our quality, I guess, back up to par. Uh, just because we're we started off at one area and then kind of went back down. We got a little lazy, but hey, we're all good today. We busted out the 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 big guns. Yeah. Uh, and um and yeah, I'm excited to be back in the seat today. We uh have a very interesting episode for y'all. I wanted to jump right into it. Uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, Please introduce yourself. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. Roger, Josh, um, it's a pleasure to be here on Aliens on the Border podcast. My name is Juan Manuel Garza. Some of you may know me, some of you might not. I'm a mayoral candidate for the city of Laredo. I'm hoping to bring change to the city. I uh, met Josh a while back, and I'll, I'll, it's a pleasure to be here. You know, I'm I'm hoping to, to really have a dialogue that's important that hasn't been uh, provided yet. Right on, yeah, and uh, and I'm excited to have it. But before we do, uh, guess who else is running for mayor? This theme song. Aliens on the border. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found. Faster than light, spaceship of the future. Yeah, the direction of the president of the United States. Stay in your home. Is it human or inhuman? Born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust, there is no word to describe them. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true. Why is it that we usually ignore the fourth dimension? Is this the human race of the future? Aliens on the border. Yo, is this the introduction you guys have every time? This is awesome. Yeah, yeah man. This is yeah. crazy. Who who made this? This uh, guy. My brother and I got together. My brother's like a, a dope-ass music producer. That's, this is insane. This we, is great. Shout we out to the studio. Yeah, we're rolling. We're rolling. Yeah. Oh, okay. No problem, Bye. Bro. You're, you're, you're oh, okay. good. You're but good. What does she say? Anything okay? Is the place haunted? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Bet, bet, bet. I, I parked across the street. I hope that's okay. Yeah, the event's not today, so I think we're fine. Yeah, okay, yeah. awesome. All right, cool. bet. Also, hey, right. good yeah, to see you, Anthony. Bro. We'll stay in touch, bro. Uh, that was uh, our generous patron of that's our studio. landlord, <laughs> landlord <laughs> essentially. <laughs> rent is due. That's right. <laughs> you don't forget. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yes. um, Let yeah, the man. Know to patronize for real. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, so we're, let's hop right into it. Um, I, like many other Laredoans and many other people who are in the age range of 25 to 30 some, I, uh, I do kind of feel like we grew up in this, er- in this era where we weren't really like super politically aware with anything. Uh, really wasn't until there was some, uh, some cataclysmic event that happened a couple of years back. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Look, uh, bro. Everybody kind of started getting politically aware, and of course, I'm talking about the uh, the murder of George Floyd. And uh, (laughs) um, I was like, you can name a number of things in the past couple of years. I was like, what was the first time you guys voted? I I I became you know a a lot more politically invested the first time I ever voted, which was when I was 19. Yeah, 19 years old. How old are you now? 26. Okay, 26. So the first time I ever voted, I was 19. It was the the 2016 election between Hillary Clinton. 
<laughs> you, if you, 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 if you, if and, you wanna, and, and George, uh, George if uh, you Donald, wanna, <laughs> Donald J. Johnny Trump, T, if you want to just jump off and tell us who you voted for and start talking about your, nah, 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 no, look, you can have right, Let's not get it. All right, cool. You can say it off the record. I, if you, yeah, if you want, I, um, I came prepped for this. Uh, to be a very open dialogue and a very honest dialogue, as as you know, and I'm not, and we're telling you now, uh, we don't edit these, uh, okay. so we roll it like if we were doing it live, and we just go. There's maybe mild edits here and there whenever we have a technical issue, okay. um, but for the most part, we don't we don't we'll uh, stop rolling. Awesome. Yeah, we yeah, just no. we just keep it going. So. Um, uh, the the first thing like I wanted to continue saying I uh, I do feel like there has been always like a politically uh, in a, a political like I guess awakening over the last couple of uh um the last couple of years and I did I did want to say um I did want to say in general like myself as a person I I I I did start getting into politics. Uh, around the same time, it was like 2016, actually, just because I thought that was a really fucking important election. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cuss. I'm gonna cuss. By I the way, the entire yeah, dude, country knows. Everybody knows. I, I yeah. Cuss, oh, real quick, let me interrupt. Yeah. Uh, our homeboy Anthony is hooking you up with one of these. Awesome. Hey, shout Ooh. out Anthony. Thank yeah, you. Dude, shout out to Gaiocho Hype and Hobbies, dude. Awesome. If you guys don't already hey, know, then you it. should know. Appreciate it, man. Ooh. Look at this. Um, Dope shit. So, uh, so yeah, man, I. I I do think, uh, and yeah, if anybody thought that this was going to be a very professional, like we're not, we've never claimed to be professionals. Surprise. But, but uh, I do think that we do a good job at like opening up conversation for at least it, for, for it to be at least digestible to a lot of folks that are in our like age range, right? Um, so, uh, so we got to start with some basic things, right? 9 yeah. 11 inside job or <laughs> no, not? Not kidding. I'm uh, kidding. I, I do today. Josh is right behind the uh, the producer's camera, and yeah. uh, he is uh, going to be helping us today. I'm pushing buttons over with here. pushing <laughs> buttons. Um, but uh, but yeah. So right off the bat, I'm going to say uh, I feel like a lot of people understand this, but maybe it's something that you'd better describe yourself as, like starting to get into your platform and stuff. But isn't the role of mayor uh, largely a like decorative position? Um, that was one of the first questions like, that I wanted to yeah. throw out there. Isn't I'm it not more like sure. a ceremonial thing? Unfortunately, in this city, it's been cut down to that because of, you know, pre-existing issues that wait, date back all the way back to the Patron system that they had. Sure. And because of that, unfortunately, this, this position has, it doesn't have the influence and the, the position it once had. And the people cut it down to, hey, it's a tiebreaker. Not necessarily. I think this position is highly influential. And it is because that the reason that I decided to run for it is because, you know, I need to propose ideas. And I hope that the uh, city council, which do hold the majority in power when they come together. Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, there, there are eight, eight councilmen and myself. And hopefully... I introduce all these proposals and they're receptive to it and, you know, bring Laredo in, in the, the right direction. But to answer your question, yes, um, you know, it. some people bring it down and say, hey, the mayor is nothing more than a ribbon cutter or nothing more than a ceremonial, like just a title. And I, I don't see it that way. No, I, I, I personally see it whether the, whether, you know, you're there to serve and and you're there to 
help the community. And I think that's specifically, you know, the other uh, city councilmen, they're there to represent each independent district, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for the mayor, it's the unity of it all. And I think that's where, you know, you have to align yourself and say, hey, we have these larger issues at hand. Let's tackle them one by one. Whether and the city councilman will just bring up, hey, we have this issue in our my my district, and that's it. That's as far as it ends. So I think in general, right now, in terms of like our uh, our political landscape here in Laredo, I feel like it's just general disarray. Uh, I, I I do feel like I, I every um, every year, if not every couple months, we hear about something new happening. Whether it was uh, the city mayor, I mean, the, sorry, the city manager being fired, uh, some, you know, cheese man about like, you know, the reasons behind that, mm-hmm. uh, how they had, you know, a payoff, how our city lost a million dollars through a phishing scam, uh, which I don't believe, by the way, I'm going to just flat out say that. Right. But uh, these are all things that I feel right now. And I'm not going to softball this to you, but I feel like right now these are all things that need to be addressed by somebody who, if they are going to make that mayoral role a, uh, uh, a leadership role or something of like more value and presence, we need somebody who is a strong leader. Yes. Why? Why is that you? Because I, I see the other candidates and I see how they're very repetitive in every conversation. They kind of have the same opening, the same closing, and the same, you know, response when it when they're confronted. Give us, a, give us an example of that. What would be your cookie cutter response, and then what's yours? Yeah, for for me, it's you know, I I as you ask me the issue, I try to give you the best possible solution that I can come up with, and you know, I I'm I'm not afraid to tell you I I don't have the answer right now, but I can get together with people that do. Um, know more than me and I'm, I'm willing to accept that and i'm willing to say hey i'm gonna reach out to these people and i'm gonna work with them so we can get the best possible solution to this pressing issue whatever it might be but with the other candidates i feel you know i'll, I'll give you the, an example they have the exact same opening that they'll say you know you need someone that's gonna hit the ground running you don't want to take a chance with this guy look at what i've done and i have the best experience but I'm in awe and in, in, in complete utter awe how, you know, you can claim that when a lot of the projects that you're taking credit for weren't even your projects to begin with. There were, you know, years in development before you even got into office and you're you're taking full credit for that and because it happened during your time. But, yeah, that to, to you know, reiterate, there's, there's so many... Um, I'm not afraid... To say that I can, I need the people. Not afraid to be real. Yeah, not not afraid to to say to work with the people and be, you know, a strong leader in the sense that I know, hey, you guys need this at hand, and you know, I think I'm the first mayoral candidate that's willing to say, I'm going to appoint someone. The day to day issues, you know, like a mother has a son in jail that that she wants to get in contact with and at web county you know like i'm just giving you a random example i'm not no one in particular but uh she she wants you know to, to be heard by the mayor and unfortunately these other guys don't have that presence there and i feel like that's very important to have a physical presence in the community 
And that's why I've been trying to show up to every event. Right now, you know, I'm making an exception that, like, I wanted to go to every city event that's happening from now all the way until election. But I, I, I think this dialogue is extremely important, and this is why I, I, I decided to be here. And I, thanks once again to you guys for having me. But other candidates will show up, take a picture, and leave. And, you know, as a mayor, you can't do that. You have to have a presence and ask people, how can we be better? How what what can I do to serve you? And I feel like that's something that slacked for years before I came into office or before I, bec- I become elected into office. Speak it into existence. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you got to manifest it, bro. And mm. because of this, you know, we're in the state that we're in because we don't listen to what the community needs. It's kind of just listening to to best interest, and you're heavily influenced in the sense that someone tells you, you know, I want a big company to come to Laredo. I would love to Amazon to be here. I would love Walmart to be here as a distribution center. Some large company that can provide lots of jobs, just one. I'll take great pride in that if, if I become elected. But other people, other candidates, I can say this with great certainty that if they become elected, they're not going to fight for that. If they ask and propose that and they tell them no, they're going to be like, okay, I guess, you know, uh, you know, wait, wait four years. Okay, we'll wait four years. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, you know, push and be, hey, what can we do to to get that to happen now? Who's like, not that four years on the line. Facts. I, I get that, and I respect that. And going back to, like, the first question that we threw in, which was, like, is it more of, like, a ceremonial title and whatnot, I, I – I'll be completely frank. I'm not too familiar with how the structure works in terms of like the how the power is divided, right? Yeah. So I'm guessing that the actual powers vested to the mayor are limited, right? Mm-hmm. But to give you an example, I could propose something. Like let's say, uh, let's talk about the ethylene oxide tax that I, I've uh, come up with. Okay. And I decided, you know, if these people, if we can't find a way to shut them down uh, long term, I have a, a short-term uh, solution that if you're going to pollute the city, at least, you know, you're going to have to pay for it. You can't do it for free. So I, I spoke about it with uh, several constituents, and they said you could propose that to the city council, but will they go through with it? And that, that kind of is like that shift of responsibility. My my hope is that they, they do approve that and say, you know what, like Juan Manuel Garza has a point. This is um, an issue that we need to um, take action with, and we're going to approve it. But just the same way, they can disapprove it. And unfortunately, I I am a one-man team. On, it's like, it's like um, not saying, you know, I don't want to make, like, for it to sound like an opposition, but it's kind of like a one-person and then an eight-person team, you know? Get you. I get you. And I see how that can be beneficial in a certain sense still to where, like, if the person in the mayor's chair, if you will, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, has enough like social capital, then that may apply pressure from the constituency mm-hmm. of like each of the councilmen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and an it's ceremonial in terms of like maybe what's written down in the charter that gives it its vested powers or lack thereof. But if you use it properly, I guess you can apply like social pressure if exactly. the candidate itself or the mayor themselves has like that social capital which is a lot more important nowadays i think yes it definitely is because um 
you know, seeing back, I, I've seen videos of, of uh, Mayor Pete Sainz, and I've seen videos of uh, Mayor uh, Raul Salinas back in the day that I, I grew up, you know, looking at. I noticed, you know, the, the difference of, of behavior, the difference of, of presence and everything. Um, Raul Salinas specifically, anywhere that I went, I noticed this man is a celebrity. Like, he shakes hands with everybody, and he's so confident with himself and everything. And from what I've heard, I've never meet, met Pete Sainz in person, but I've heard, um, you know, he, he started with a great ambition to do great for the city. But, you know, after years of, of attempting, he's kind of like, you know what? Nothing's going to change. I, I kind of... He, you kind of fall victim to the to the game, I feel. And Raul Salinas, I know he's put he pushed certain projects, you know, that were uh, he felt were necessary. Like the water issue, apparently, like dates back all the way back then. I didn't know. I mean, I was in elementary, but <laughs> but You're out here drinking polluted ass water since yeah. fucking nineteen ninety three. Yeah, <laughs> but I believe it was two thousand five, two thousand six. You know, in one of the city council meetings, he he proposed that. Um, we started bringing in water from Carrizo, like that the river wasn't going to be enough as a, of a source. And they shut him down, and he, you could see that he got heated and said, you know, like, we need to start pushing towards that. But, you know, it, because of that system, nothing got done. There's a lot of factors, you know, that go into the water thing in terms of, like, where we source our water from. But, you know, most of our water comes from aquifers, which are, like, underwater deposits from groundwater. That's where a majority of our water comes from. Um, and, uh, we're drying up real, real quick, at least according to my, uh, Tamu geology professor. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, it, uh, I forget his name, man. Is it the one? The long yes. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, so yeah, um, uh, I wanted to get into, into the water issue, but that was a little further down. Yeah, uh, I do, pause. I do think that, um, I'm curious where you stand on things that uh, that are supposed to be like you know beneficial for for the city. I feel like uh, there's a very big little city attitude in an area that's supposed to be a big city. Um, I think we approach a lot of things like a little city, uh, and one of the things that we had rallied for about two years ago um, was to get a, a budget for art. Um, and that was because we we have a severe lack of public art. I believe uh, it's been it's been getting better over the last couple of years, but uh, we 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 severely lack it in yeah. all districts. Uh, there's a number of things that you could uh, propose for do for um, for the sake of like uh, enriching the area and and the uh, the peoples. Uh, there is I mean, just look at that uh, uh building right there. I'm sorry to interrupt, but um the one that's in front of the the movie theater plaza in, in downtown was, you know, meant to be like a lot more traction. And I remember being there as a as a kid. My, it was not like a daycare, but my mom kind of put me there as a, like a summer program. You, you know, talking like, about Laredo Center of the Arts? Yeah, or? Laredo Center of the Arts. Yeah. And I do you feel like it's been underused? Um, as of late, no. It's been. Um, I feel like there's been quite a few. Um, yeah, definitely. Sure. The, like the Laredo Film Society, I believe, like. Um, you know, operates there. I went to the event that they had. Uh, I forgot what film it was that I, that they showed there. But you know, I feel that it, it's not as big as I would like it for it to be. You know what I'm saying? That. Well, I'm not saying specifically um, like gallery space. I think we do have quite a bit of that that's underutilized already. 
I'm seeing more of like so. Okay, there's a study that 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 uh, that we referenced. I think it came out of Abilene. Uh, okay. Abilene, which I'm not sure if you guys know, Abilene has one of the biggest public art budgets in Texas, uh, and they um, they put forth uh, their public arts program uh, because they wanted to see what it would do to neighborhood crime specifically. Mm. And so what they did is they started public art projects, everything from graffiti parks to um to you know art for the public that they would do in terms of like events where it was like oh come out here get a canvas get a spray paint bottle you know like do something let's it's that's uh let's uh let's create something together and all these things what they saw immediately actually was something like uh i think it was like a a 24 percent like um uh, decrease in in crime and they started seeing increases in overall performance and education and stuff and it was like a study done over this the wow. span of like two years um and as you can tell like those things are very influential to the culture here i think there is uh uh i think there we were on the precipice of having this really awesome like renaissance of the oh, movement yeah, yeah i felt it i felt it and i feel like that traction is you know Slowly coming back. It, no, <laughs> yeah. It's slowly coming back. I think it did get stunted by the by by the pandemic. That's yeah. We we're definitely on a movement. Yeah. I, I I can agree with you there, and uh, yeah, going back to it, it, it's great. You know, I feel like we need more of that type of funding. Um, that way, our kids have different distractions. I'm very big on the youth specifically. I feel the the youth is our future. So. Anything that helps, like, with programs as far as, you know, helping them have a better path. Another thing that I've thought about is, like, hey, how about we, we focus on summer programs that give life skills, you know? Like, that instead of just the Parks and Recreation Center. Sorry. Uh, apart from that, we, well, how about we, we focus on, you know, having other types of uh, life skills that we can teach them you know like I, I chose it as an elective but when i was in middle school you know i learned a little bit of cooking i learned how to make a pizza it's not much but it was something and you know the city could be doing a lot more to providing programs that educate and you know and as far as as far as all this goes like with with the the movement that we had the renaissance that we're on the verge of a renaissance i feel like you're very on point with that and I, I really, for one, enjoyed it because, you know, what we have in Golondrinas is, for an example, you know, some people might have thought that couldn't work here in Laredo. But look at it. Like, it's it's doing great. And I'm happy that, that it's, it's, it's in the location where it is. I would have loved, you know, instead of necessarily sticking other offices, like, around the entire park for it to be, like, um, you know, food outside um, activities type of type of um like a whole setup in that sense. And, and right, 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 right. but you know it, it's it's kind of we, i think a big issue here in laredo is when it comes down to planning i feel like look at the downtown area as well um we actually um we we are one of the only cities that has an art budget with no master plan for art <laughs> i'm not sure if you know that uh it's uh, all you know this the, stuff the this is with the art budget uh, I think we're, so we uh, I think we structured and again I'm not a professional I've only know what I've worked on right but uh, I uh, um, from my understanding we have a 1.5 percent 
of every um, every capital investment project, which means uh, every any capital bond, which means like if the city does something for the sake of the city, let's say they build a uh, parking garage, right? One percent of whatever yeah. they send on that has to be allocated for public arts. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so I think actually right now, if I'm not mistaken, there's funding for there, it. But. There is funding that we've been sitting on. I'm not sure. And this is again uh, pure, conje- pure conjecture at right. this point, right? But I believe uh, Councilwoman Cigarroa uh, has uh, a plan in place with Able City to uh, see if they can. Uh, uh, hire somebody to do to be a city planner uh, for the sake of creating a master yeah. plan. Master and plan those for the art, arts. art plan or uh, just a, a general. I think we had like a beautification plan. Yeah, it's a with the Laredo keep keep Laredo beautiful. And then uh, I had a friend that worked at the um, the the ghost um, Gus. Yeah, we know Gus and and. and he worked on what you know is North Central, and yeah. right. you know we could be expanding on that. Like I think he did a great <laughs> job. Yeah, and, it's pretty nice. I, it, it's it's you know I'm I'm really impressed. Yeah, we know quite a few them. of the uh, of the artists that actually contributed to that. And that's the next thing is that I, like so that I, I feel like we're doing a good job right now at the very least in terms of enriching that a little bit um at least the the, the my, my point is that the independent bodies that are that are here that um are contributing to art and to its uh you know growth are not anywhere at all like in the city's like radar in terms of what they need to be supporting mm-hmm. uh or you know promoting and i i kind of feel like there's a lack of with the exception of councilman Sierra, there's a lack of people who would advocate for the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did want to bring that up because that was one, one kind of question that alluded to uh, or a question that alluded to the arts. Um, this next question is from another one of the viewers and uh, we, we, actually a frequent guest on Aliens on the Border. Uh, Jeff asks, um, we have the, uh, the first part's a statement, but it says we, uh, Laredo has the worst parks uh, I think he said in the states. Absolutely, I, um, I I agree. I've been to many parks and and you know, with the exception of North Central Park and maybe Independence Hill Park. Well, I mean, even North Central isn't like yeah. Amazing. I mean, but but amazing. it was, it, it, but it had you know it, it, like how they always say potential. For that, sure, that that, For sure. that is is definitely there. It's not been executed well, but the whole area in the middle is it still? I haven't been in a while, right? But is the area in the, yeah, middle, the middle still like a sewer? Or like yeah, it's, a, it's supposed to be a creek. It's uh, supposed to be a yeah. creek, but it's oh. it's it's not a proper creek. Also, I mean, at least that we. I should, was we there should. like a couple of days ago, and um, like you know, if you if you start the trail by the pavilion and you go off like towards the back, it it go over that little bridge that the creek runs under. Mm-hmm. That shit was like super flooded. I was like, oh shit, it it's been raining. When? But it was just like full of water and it was kind of stank. Yeah, it stinks like, really really bad around yeah. that area. Um, the question w- from Jeff actually goes. Uh, why does Laredo have the worst city parks compared to almost every other city? Facts. Okay. Even the ghetto ass parks in San Antonio are like better. <laughs> no, <laughs> on, on some real. That's like, true. I, I think you can narrow it down to care and you know and maintenance. Unfortunately, I've been in North Central Park at late hours and I, I've seen it myself that I don't feel safe. And I was like, if I'm a man, twenty six year old, six foot three. You know, 220 pounds 
And I don't feel safe with a seventy-four inch reach. Listen to yourself like an MMA fighter. Yeah, I was like, is he reading his Tinder bio? One hundred percent, one hundred percent for real, dude. No, but in all seriousness, you know, if if I personally don't feel safe there, I mean, how can you expect anyone else to be out there at five in the morning? You know, late at night, it doesn't matter. Like you're supposed to keep try to keep these people safe there's no lights um it's very fucking dim that's yeah. true that's true even, even like the lights the that they do have they're not these type of lights they're, they're very you know, dim. extremely <laughs> dim lights yeah and give me some studio lighting as i'm running through <laughs> for the selfies 100 yeah. i gotta have bro. good selfies. yeah i mean i i lived in in Char- uh in mines road my entire life charles mcnoe park you know i was always there and I, I saw how easy it was to, to have access to the river. but That's the park I, behind uh, Washington, Washington Middle School. Middle School. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, you know, years later, it, I, I was already an adult. But, you know, someone, you know, I don't know if he murdered them there or how it happened. But it, it wasn't far from that area. That oh, the guy, right? Yeah. Or the, the guy? The one that, talking, like you guys that girl know? that disappeared downtown? That one? Is that what you're talking about? Or no? No, no, no. The, there's one also with um, his wife and, and, and son. Oh, um, I don't know about that one. Yeah, it was a border patrol agent. Oh, another oh, issue that we, yeah, could, yeah. That we <laughs> could get into, you know, because uh, the parks clearly are not safe here. Uh, I can get into another conversation that behind Haynes Park, I, I personally saw say. that's the girl, and I, I saw her, you know, memorial, and I saw the, I didn't know that there was another one like that happened <laughs> six a uh, couple months after that. It was a six year old boy that they they still don't know who murdered him, and and the body was just found there. Yeah, that's one uh, of the unsafest areas, like the Chacon which, Trail. Which the one's Trail, that's right. That's the Chacon Trail that, you know, it leads you to the back. Uh, I know I know the Chacon Trail. What's Haynes? Haynes is the... the Clark. It's it's in Clark. The Clark uh, Rec Center. That's the like rec center, on, yeah, at the end of the trail, pretty oh, much. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in like behind the rec center, practically, yeah, yeah, yeah. behind the rec center, like I've heard that patch of the Chacon horror stories about that place. I've heard like one of our mutual friends, for both of them, it's sad. One of our mutual friends talked about how she was groped in that area. Really? Yeah, I don't remember this. Yeah, you. If I tell you the name, you'll know. But I don't want to put her on blast. Tell me off air. Yeah, I'll tell you off air. Okay, because now I'm curious. What the fuck? And I mean. What is there is to say? Like you guys it's wanted a, to know, like uh, no, I mean, why, why are we the worst parks? Like I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you guys Murder. A, a, a pretty that's clear why. answer here. Like clearly, that's, it's unsafe for people to even be out in the park. Do you think that's like a, a factor that's like just baked into being a border town because of the level? No, of, no. I, I, I mean, just look at McAllen, look at El Paso, look at San Diego, look at you know all these other places. They don't, uh, I don't think, suffer from these same issues. And I'll it, say El Paso probably. Yeah, El Paso definitely. They have McAllen, they have, McAllen maybe the not. The parks themselves? Are we like, uh, uh, and, you know, well, in general. Like, in, 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 yeah, is yeah well, well, okay, yeah. yeah when you're, right when next you're, to when Juarez, dude, there's people who wake up, they have bullet holes in their houses, yeah. bro. Like, it's not, that's a, that's a whole thing that happens there. Like, it's, yeah. uh, but I don't think it's like a domestic issue that they're having, like, you know, issues there, like, locally. I do, I don't feel. I feel over there, I, at least from the couple of things that we're looking, like a lot of people say that it's generally unsafe and they feel unsafe because of the border. Uh, but I think down here, that's the distinction. Like, I don't necessarily feel unsafe because of the border. And I know people in the valley yeah, don't either. Try, try um, to po- point fingers and say, you know what? It's it's the fact that we don't have a wall. No. Like, <laughs> we need a 30-foot wall. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and that, to those people, I'll tell them the truth. Yo, I, there was it, that. That's not the issue, you know. Like border security is important. Don't get me wrong. But this is the, my whole ass job, dude. We can talk about this for, for hours. Yeah, I, yeah, I you can get deep is, into it. We could, but I, I mean, I for the sake of time and for the sake of like not Having, taking yeah. up forty five minutes on just talking about border stuff. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, there is an enforcement issue here. Mm-hmm. Actually, that leads to my next question. I wanted to talk and just kind of loop this back to the beginning a lot of the uh the political awakening happened around that time that we talked about the george floyd thing we had uh um a uh, a border organization uh that actually kind of led those marches and we actually had at some point um uh some representatives from that organization um uh but they uh um kind of just they they kind of did a little split and started doing their own things but uh it's neither that's neither here nor there they did start this like big political awakening i think uh in terms of organization it had a lot to do with uh with gun violence and police violence uh i i was on the boat and i and i i feel like with outrage that everybody was kind of feeling at the time um i don't know if i was as extreme as like defund the police or anything like that but i I do feel i do feel like there was a big restructuring issue that needed to happen uh and it it will a lot of it uh, comes down i think uh, uh, i'm gonna you know insert something there i think accountability and i feel we've kind of got that a little bit with uh do you think so yeah i mean uh, so you had the officer that whether it was accidental or on purpose, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to you know. talk about situational, like in terms of that. I'm saying, like here, let's talk a little more relevant okay. in terms of yeah. Laredo. Okay, um, let's uh, let's say, um, okay, so I, just from the research that was done about two years ago, okay. uh, Laredo has a, a budget that's like supposed to be something like four times the budget that we have for. Uh, has a police budget that's about four times, and maybe that number's wrong. It might be higher, actually. I want to say it was like four to seven percent, four to seven times the uh, um, uh, four to seven times the uh, the amount of the education budget that we had. Okay. Um, and so the issue that we that we're having with that is that um, I don't want there to be like any sort of mistaken you know message here, but we have a tank. Did you know this? We have two tanks. I didn't know that. They're APC vehicles. Uh, do you know when they get used? I don't think they do. I'll, I'll give uh, you. Maybe like just for the show of it? Like, <laughs> parades, bro. Yeah, per, yeah, parades. I figured it was the, we, we, they're only ever mobilized for parades. At least, you know, thankfully, right, we haven't needed it any for any other reason. For any other reason. But, um, but yeah, we, go, we put a lot of money into enforcement here uh, and a lot of money into, like, getting the uh, the whole, like, I guess illusion of safety. Um, I was on a on a. Sorry, you know, but, but it's it's great it's great that we talk about this because you know I I'm very big on instead of focusing so much on. You know. I feel education is gonna be a main priority for me because here in Laredo, both primary and secondary education. You know, is underserved. To be honest, I I feel we live in the border. You know, and pe- it's kind of expected from a lot of people to to be bilingual. But 
you know, people here, it's kind of neither here nor there. Like, we need to find stability when it comes to our education and to improve on it uh, dramatically. I feel, you know. What do you feel is lacking? I feel secondary education here is is strongly what, lacking. What, what is that what does that mean though what's that, that mean? Are, like, we, uh, are we lacking uh, the, the, teachers are we lacking curriculum like we're, what? We're a little bit of everything yeah curriculum specifically you know here um i think teachers should be they the, the pay is very low when you compare it to uh other actually, might not, might actually not be the best but hold on before i get into that yeah. i i feel uh secondary education like the curriculums um you know, we, we we need to improve on our spectrum of degrees that are offered because people always say that people leave Laredo because there's nothing good here. But it starts at that level, at the educational level, that have the, the best education so people don't look for other opportunities and then just never come back, you know? And and that's kind of like how you start like holding down the the line. Why why do you feel like it starts like that? Why do you feel like it starts at education? I would, I would, I would say that, um, I would say there's more the lack of jobs here. Yes, that well, that, of, and that's hold on, and that's exactly. I think I believe they go hand in hand. I believe you know if you have the education here, you open the opportunity for people to want to come, uh, set up shop and operate. You know, um, for like, let's talk about let's say if you had a specialty here, for a special type of therapy. I'm not going to choose a specific one. But it would having that degree here and having, let's say, a, um, a graduating class of maybe 300, 400 students with that would definitely incentivize Laredo for uh, these, you know, um, businesses to operate here and provide them with, rather than uh, for them to be like, hey, come to San Antonio, because in that case, it would take the person out of Laredo, you know? And if if they come here, it would serve one. It would serve our educational system. It would serve our our community, and it would serve our economic level. I don't know if, if I said that as well. That like at all levels, it w- it would serve us and it would benefit us of anything. And you want to bring jobs to Laredo. People want higher wages here in Laredo, and. Th- um, I heard Dr. Trevino, you know, every every single debate that we had or forum, whatever you want to call it, every time said, you know, it starts with paying our nurses higher. It starts with, like, uh, our doctors and everything. And, no, it, it, you can't do that without, you know, fixing everything around it. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, you want to hire the pay for a nurse here in Laredo? You have to hire the pay for um logistics you have to hire the pay for all around because if you think about it it all comes hand in hand like all these people they start getting better jobs i'll take i won't go too far and i'll use myself for an example if i was offered a job here in Laredo for 15 dollars an hour and i was offered a job in iowa for like seven dollars more i'm gonna take that job because those seven dollars are gonna have a great impact you know towards towards myself and and how i develop myself as, as an adult but if you give that competition here in Laredo and let's say you you reverse the roles and you give them um, a lot more competition well then they're like you know what I can't be paying my employees $10 an hour $7 an hour I need to start paying them higher 
because everyone else is paying higher. So I have to, you know, step up to play. And which is what happened with COVID. Just look at that. Uh, a lot of people went unemployed and businesses started to really value their employees if, practically what they never did before. And you heard of all these jobs that were paying, you know, minimum wage. I love how you both are looking at the lights. <laughs> and yeah, so. and because of that, Trying to figure out where it's coming from. It's so distracting. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't and, and no, 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 no worries. And from that, uh, oh, sorry, I lost the train of thought. Yeah, I, I had something going me on. Me too. It's I'll, okay. I'll, I'll well, we can edit out. that. That's yeah. fine. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I, so you're talking about just in general, like raising the bar, raising the ceiling for pay. Yes. Like and, and I remember what I was talking about. The COVID, that COVID showed yeah, that. right, right. That people weren't willing to work. You know, if, if if I can go unemployed and make more money or almost as much money as I was making in my job, well then, you know, how much is my job, my work worth? And people started valuing themselves a little higher and not they didn't choose to go back to work the first opportunity they got. I, yeah, no, I, I, I would say I agree. Um, I do want to say that it is... He's not even here moving anything, dude. Oh, I guess he's on the other side. Yeah, he's probably on the other side. I doubt that. All right. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. This is, yeah, just leave it off like that, dude. Um. The. Uh, yeah. No. Sorry about that. The. Uh, the. So yeah. I, I. I agree. I would say though that like there is a um an. There isn't necessarily an incentive for a lot of people to come back. I don't think it's just a, I don't think it's as simple as like raising the pay. I do think there's a huge need in like the different infrastructure, the different not even just Absolutely, infrastructure. 100%. I do percent like you need to change the whole game out here. You need to I, start uh, leveling up the competition because um, look at San Antonio, like they they're a much better off city. But why? I mean, there's much better opportunity out there. So you need to start providing these citizens with better opportunity um, for them to, you know, want to start coming to Laredo. I was uh, I was going to say that I, I do kind of feel like it's not necessarily just like a corporate job or a plan that needs to be set for these huge companies to come to Laredo. Um, I, I do I do feel like there needs to be if not like a huge focus on like the economy and the stuff that we have already got in place here, um, I think there needs to be a, a focus on on kind of the expansion of of like the culture. I, th I feel like there there's a big part of Laredo that shines that is a place like everybody says the same shit. Yeah, say, I don't mean to sound like mad, but everybody says, "Oh, Laredo's like a place unlike any other." I'm like. Well, yeah, because it's not up to speed with a lot of the other yeah. places. Uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I like I liked the little city feeling. I yeah. I love this place. I grew up here. I love the people here. Um, I uh, I don't feel like we can like say that with pride all that often. I mm -hmm. feel like there's a lot of stuff wrong with yeah. not just our our our, uh, our city, our local government, but like the infrastructure, everything. We have Gaka Water. We have uh we we have uh we have an issue with enforcement. Uh, we have an issue with uh, the militarization of the border. Like it, there's a, there's these talks. There's actually a few things that I wanted to get into, but 
One of them is a talk about, yeah, okay, the the contracts in Laredo have been canceled. People who were saying build the wall that was going to happen, that Mexico was going to pay for it, none of it ever happened. Not not even, I think it was like maybe like 20 miles uh, that got built or something like that and then got deconstructed because the, ca- the contract was canceled. I may be mistaken about that, though. Yeah. Um, but uh, now there's a lot of talk about the uh, current administration and the way that like Abbott is using the Operation Lone Star thing to criminalize people that are here on the border um but they're using a different kind of wall there's now talks about a uh, a cyber wall right which is their their idea is to have um an equally as like militarized and and uh um uh an enforced or patrolled border but using tech um and all sorts of like tech that they're planning you know they're seeing everything from um sensors that are triggered to like uh to constant patrol from drones um they're using uh a couple of other things that we've talked about here before but uh they're they're using things that are like actually in this for the sake of like privacy violations that are happening um what do you say to the the i guess the people who are one concerned about border security and two that are concerned about over militarization of the area okay well first off how, how do you feel about you know the the cyber wall that, that it is do you feel you know our safety comes at a price or do you feel that that's just an over invasion of privacy and usually should as citizens have the the, the right I, to I hold a very strong opinion about immigration stuff and in general to uh Department of Homeland for reasons that I won't get into mm-hmm. here, but it's a more personal thing that we've okay. talked about on the podcast before. But um, it's also part of the work that I've been doing for the last three years. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But uh, I I feel like um, we've really gone off the deep end with like the paranoia and the xenophobia that's happened since. Gotcha. I'm not even going to say since Trump. This has been present since way before. Yeah, because, I mean, um, I know the wall was even, like, apparently proposed way back before it was, that. Yeah, yeah by, Bush. by Bush. It was, it started, so it started, and this is a, just a quick history lesson for everybody who's watching, not just uh, um, not, not just for you or for you, Josh, but uh, it's, um, it's, uh, it started off with it being a security issue. Uh, Department of Homeland was established uh, because they said that there, was, there wasn't there was enough intergovernmental speak. Mm-hmm. Um, all the things that happened in 9-11 uh, supposedly should have been prevented um, because they had... I mean, back then we didn't have the TSA and everything. Well, right? so, like the, right, the, but, the, but different governmental agencies all had the uh the um all had the pieces of the puzzle that they needed um they all bought their tickets with the same credit card they all had registered under the same flying areas like uh they they all had something that was like okay this very is going easily up. traceable yeah very easily traceable and there was a lot of like radars like a lot of they were on other people's radars the thing is though uh, if i have a piece of information i'm like huh this is weird and then you have a equally weird piece of information and if we don't communicate that to mm-hmm. each other and put it together and say hey you know what yeah. this is something happening then you know you have failed your your overall objective to keep people safe mm-hmm. right 
or at least to invade people's privacy yeah, I mean, for the sake of safety. I mean, yeah, that which is why the NSA was created in itself. DHS yeah. was was a combination of all uh, uh, Homeland was a combination of all of these intergovernmental agencies. Uh, the TSA was formed. Uh, the uh, um, what was it? The enforcement part of uh, uh, of Border Patrol, which is ICE, was formed. Um, all of these different agencies for the sake of national security mm-hmm. that started that way. And then quickly, uh, it was for the sake of uh, of preventing terrorists. You know how many terrorists have been prevented by DHS? Domestic, in terms of not not domestic. Sorry, Uh, how many terrorists we've apprehended at borders? I'm not familiar with with numbers. Zero. We haven't had any apprehensions at borders. There might have been, I think. One or two things that supposedly they they say were were apprehensions with a a terror plot, but all of our terrorist attacks I think since then have been to domestic. Yeah. Um, so uh, and the ones that were stopped were like funded by the FBI and a bunch of other. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> that's, so, like that's a, facts. Like that's uh, super Josh, facts. Okay, wait. I mean, um, yeah, and so um, I I I feel like. We need, really need to let loose on the sake for the sake of like yeah, but I you know you can't just ignore the fact that we have all this area that like there is um I've seen it myself personally, and you know there there is illegal activity going on, and i I'm not saying build the wall, and I'm not saying you know it's okay for um cyber wall, whatever you want to call it. But that first of all, that kind of goes way above my pay grade because that's at the federal level. That, but, that's that's but, fair. But I feel like in the saying, in the, for the sake of being like a an inf, somebody a influential diplomat, here, yeah, yeah the, as a as a diplomat, point, I I can definitely say you know I'm I'm for border security and I am for like uh, supporting you know border patrol agents, custom agents, CBP agents, and giving them the tools you know to to do their job. And something in particular that I've I would want to do under my administration is work with at the federal level, and you know see what kind of funding we can do as far as uh, lighting goes to see the river late at night. You know? I I feel like that's super unnecessary. And you have any idea how many ecosystems you'd probably disturb with like you know plant life or animal life that needs? I think I think this. Border Patrol and CBP have enough with like the fucking night vision and infrared. Yeah, do you guys really feel so? Because I mean, a hundred percent. So yeah. look, like I mean, do you think the presence there, like the border is pretty big? Like it's a, a what is it like a, a twelve to sixteen mile radius that we have just around like the city of Laredo? Uh, I don't know the exact. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't I know, know the exact. Assume, yeah, I would amount. assume that that's probably the case because like yeah. you know, I feel like it's probably more. Is. I feel that's a low, but. I mean, like if it stretches literally all the way to like fucking yeah, I'm just saying what's in city limits. Of right, 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 right. Like, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. But it does sound it sounds reasonable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, yeah you say, if you'd say you could get up from mines all the way down to um, Rio Bravo, essentially. Yeah, almost Rio Bravo or, or LC, LC South. south yeah. Yeah. Right, but I I don't think there's near enough uh, border patrol agents to cover the oh, amount of land. That okay, we have this is there. where we have the split, man. Okay, I yeah. hear this. I mean, we hit personally, that. We hit that. I think that so. Point. So let me let me let me get to what I was I wanted to get to. So you talked a lot about the patron system, right? You talked a lot about like, or this is before our talk, right? But uh, before we were rolling, like, rolling. Yeah. Um, yeah. one of the things that, that that I feel is that kind of like our current patron system 
is the enforcement and the jailing, the incarceration system that we've got. Got you. So like in, a, in, a systematic. Let, uh, let, let, let me let me finish this. Let me pose it, and then I, so we have, and yeah, it is it is a system, but we do have an issue with the uh, prison industrial complex here. I I feel like maybe this is not something that we're super aware of, but uh, just a quick like just to put it in perspective, right? Uh, let's say a place like, I don't know, New York, right? New York has, I don't know, even, I don't even know what the, what the population is up there, but they have some ridiculous population of people, millions, um, millions of people. Right. And, uh, and I think it's what, 2.5. I don't even know what the probably more Houston is 6.5. Oh, no shit. Okay. So, all right. They have a ridiculous amount of people in that area. Uh, and there and and um, even other like maybe that's a bad example. Let's say another state that borders something. Um, it doesn't matter. Look, my Arizona, point is in for for in terms of jails, uh, those areas have none. They don't have a single uh, immigration facility or jailing facility gotcha. in that area. Uh, in Laredo, we have three. We have three yeah, facilities. So when, going, when you're going to Zapata, is one of them, right? I, I don't know which. One the of other. them. One of them made a sound. One of them chimed. Um, I don't know which other uh, two are, but yeah. Um, no, yeah. I I mean, that that's a a pretty complex issue that you get into right there. You know, it's, I would. I mean, we're well averse and well educated with it because I mean, you, you have experience in it. I would, but I mean, I th- I think just like what you do with that information, man. Like I feel like if you hear. So we make a, a ridiculous amount of money off of people that are in, uh, and it's all taxpayer stuff, right? Or or governmental bonds. Uh, have you taken any sort of a campaign uh, donation from any any uh, sources like that? No, to not say that. I'm no. <laughs> just saying. So our, our congressman, no, uh, no, uh, no secret there. Uh, funded by the Geo Group, um, he has uh, an investment in that because his family. He's got, you know, like his the sheriff, Martin Cuellar, right? Uh, he's also got uh, a, a, a kind of a foot in the door for uh, reasons of enforcement or reasons of incarceration. Uh, they handle um, things like money. They handle uh, in incarceration. They they don't treat them like people. They're, those are dollar signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, to them, it's like, oh, hey, this person... Uh, is worth I think it's like forty two dollars a day. Yeah, it's like the new like I don't want to call it like uh the new slaves, but it's um definitely not. A, <laughs> I would uh, I would say yeah, yeah like there's talk slave there's, labor and shit like there's that. talk there's talk about yeah. I, I mean I, everything that you're saying I I've seen it before and I've seen reports on it and everything and it, you know it's it's um it's a, a fucked up system when you when you when you, when you put it in, into that but you know this like i said this kind of goes way above anything that uh, well i think it's level. still try to talk into the mic just so you know just i, yeah, yeah. I, I think My it's bad. still no, it's okay i think it's still important and relevant to understand like a platform mm-hmm. uh in terms of that what, that's what i wanted to just yeah get into like yeah. what what are the issues then that you're that you want to focus that are like on your pay grade, so to speak of my pay grade. I, more than anything, <clears throat> focus on the issues that are here on the ground right now. Like our, our streets are all fucked up. Let's be real. Like they're not well paved, you know, like you drive around and your car shaking all over left and right from, <laughs> from the, the, the potholes and whatnot, yeah, potholes yeah. And, and streets. But apart from that, I mean, just look at the, 
at the water issue that is you know years in the making that why it's it's the way it is and it's who knows if it's a multi-million project or even in the billions like it's it's not going to be easy to fix and if it's not me you know i'm going to do my best to try to take that to do something about it but trust me why you like we have this conversation eight years from now and it's someone else that's mayor there's not going to be the water issue is not going to be resolved. I'll, um, I'll tell you that. Why do you feel like it's uh why do you feel like it's something that you can take on that somebody else hasn't tried to take on themselves? Cause I, I feel, you know, that I'm willing to do something, even though we, I know that like maybe our, our budget can't handle it right now. I'll do my best to like talk to Congress, talk to the state, talk to anyone that, Hey, we have a dire issue as a city. You know, how, what can you, us and i feel like that's something that the um competition might not might not take that approach they're just gonna you know be elected and say yeah well we're, we're we gotta handle this issue but they're not gonna do anything about it and they won't push or shove to like exactly push or shove and and you know even if it's a little bit system. that i get done i want to say hey i did my best and this is as much as i could get done but i tried my best to, to get this done um, um, I, I want to go back for a second to the whole situation that you were talking about with border security and everything. Yeah. Might a way to alleviate some of that pressure would be to maybe work on like a city ordinance that may legalize marijuana and then we can take away like a mm-hmm. lot of like that income that, you know, is, is done otherwise is, 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 illegal is, 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 and yeah. funding, you know, yeah. the Man, cartel and I whatnot. feel like, do you have any idea how many or like what the percentage is of like smuggling uh, yeah, like I'm assuming most of it is probably like harder drugs, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Okay. What I'm saying is that like uh, the um, the amount of people that are caught at the border, um, do you have do you know like the percentage of how many of them are like smugglers? No, I don't. There's it's a very minuscule percentage. Th- that's not what I'm getting at, though. This like. I don't uh, think, well, I mean, I don't feel like you'd be actually making an impact with anything with marijuana sales. Not that I'm saying I'm against it. I'm 100% yeah. like, uh, I'm, I'm looking it, at it from the perspective of like organized crime, not necessarily from like the influx of a lot of immigrants and whatnot. So you're saying you want to bankrupt the cartels? Is that what you're trying to say? Or? I mean, at least take away some sort of like income, Bankroll? right? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's like, because then that, that also enriches the, the city in a different way. Didn't they decriminalize way. weed in Mexico? Across the state. I don't know. I don't know about it in Mexico. I'm pretty sure they did. They had a little celebration about it. I saw some like re- report about something. I'm pretty sure they decriminalized it. I'm not sure about fully legalized, but uh, there's talks now about the Biden administration uh, um, wanting to go back and... Uh, and Legalize crack? Le- <laughs> <laughs> I'm Such a Biden bad joke. joke. Um, they want to go back and they want to... Um, Expunge like any and all like charges oh, for, I, I for yeah, possession yeah. For, for possession yeah yeah Biden right yeah mm-hmm. I did see that shout out to Biden yeah getting do you think that's like reparations because wasn't his like when he he was he um, yes yeah, yeah right? no, you're gonna say yeah. that that they were all about doing the enforcement and real big crackdown on weed yes yeah he's definitely getting in his midterms points uh, yeah. right now um. Uh, and it's kind of shitty that we have to kind of, you know, lean on on that to for it to be. I feel like I heard another one of these things beep right now. Well, this one's the only one that's uh, running. So I, know. I, I feel like it's kind of like what's happening right now. I feel like all these, um, you know, they're they're trying to gloat 
these projects that are coming into fruition. But hey, like these are projects that are about four years too late, but you're deciding, you know, like now it's the, the best time to push them out there. And it's kind of like to make them, you know, like look great. And I don't blame them. I mean, as, as a politician, it's kind of your job to, to keep a, an, an image, you know, even a, a narrative, if you may. Um, and what uh, what else is on your platform? What is you mentioned? Uh, oh, yeah. So traffic is a big one. Um, what about you traffic? Know, planning. Uh, traffic Mines Road is, is terrible. The loop is terrible. Um, McPherson is terrible. Delmar is terrible. Like, yeah, I could go on for all these sorts of areas. And it's, you know, trying to find how to alleviate all these areas. How would you w- do that? W- without, you know, having to, to get too crazy into it. And I think an important thing is is I've noticed throughout this city the way that the the traffic uh, lights are. You know, you, you get to from from one uh, traffic light to the other. And by the time you one turns green and you get to the other one, you're stopping again. So a lot of that, like you could do engineering work to see and configure how to find the, the best possible route for, you know, McPherson, for uh, the loop. The loop specifically, I think it has to do in certain areas. Like I feel in front of the airport, which I believe is a terrible location to put to, for that airport in um, particular, if you ever want to grow this city. But... You know, you have all the FedEx next to it. You have these industrial companies that have, you know, 18-wheelers trying to get in, trying to get out of traffic and causing more traffic. And a lot of this has comes down way back when, like, to planning. Because who allowed this type of planning to, you know, if you knew that this was going to be the most important route of all Laredo besides I-35 that runs straight through Laredo, um, you know, how come you didn't, plan better and now we're in the issue that you're you're in because mines road originally wasn't designed to be a residential area it was supposed to be just industrial so and, what and would be your plan to alleviate that you know I, I try to work with with at the congress level at the federal level and the uh, property owners and be like hey um you know i i want to meet you guys i want to talk to you i i want to see what can be like hopefully be a diplomat and can we work together and find a solution to um, you know, whether it's you guys donating land or if the city purchases the land, you know, hopefully at a, at a, um, to do what a price that you can uh, be accommodated to, to, to build more roads to, um, you know, overpasses if it's necessary to break, uh, for another lane in mines, whatever it is that we can do. Um, you know, all these approaches are all, uh, solutions, but uh, some of them, it's kind of like patching it because Mines Road, uh, apparently, like before I was even born, was only two lanes, and now I believe it's three lanes on both ends. And like later on, it might be four. But every time, you know, it's you're just patching up what is. Um, yeah, I don't think the solution is more roads. Yeah, I think uh, I think we need to aim a little bit higher. Uh, I think we need to work on making the city uh, better for public transit. I don't think we need to put more cars on the road. And I think that's the main issue is that there's so many cars yeah. and we're working on making it such an accessible place for cars while we're not looking the, at the public, other, yeah. uh, at the other, you know, facet of it, which is, you know, make places more bikeable, mm-hmm. 
Uh, the only bike, the the only highlighted bike route that we have is the one that goes up and down the street downtown. <laughs> I forgot what street it was, but um, the uh, it was a Victoria. I don't remember, but the they that's the only one that we've got that's got like a clear biking lane that's like painted that way. Um, we don't have anything in terms of like a. Uh, any sort of transit system that, like, you know, would be able to... Yeah, something to I would want is for LC and TAMIU to partner up with the city of Laredo to offer all students free, um, you know, public transportation. Okay. That's I something mean, I, that I had when I didn't have a vehicle when I was in Lubbock, and it was a great use for me. At any hour of the times that while they were operating, I was able to ride the system, the public uh, system. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's maybe like a... Um, a better route or alternative is if we're talking about like, oh yeah, all these other people before us had, uh, you know, they sucked at planning and now we're just going to work on fixing or patching that up instead of like addressing the root cause, which is uh, too many cars and not enough of a, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, I don't think that's, I'll, I'll have to disagree there. Cause I don't think it's just too many cars. I mean, Look at cities like San Antonio that have way more cars, but they have way better infrastructure. And all they around, have they know? have terrible gridlocks. Have you ever been like around San Antonio, like around five p.m.? So, I mean, the sixteen oh four that runs around. Oh here, sure, like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You're, you're, you're you know that that's planning that's years in advance of planning. Yeah, I mean uh, that's sure, and, but and that's you know, still like, do we have a, a solution of like there's people I'm sure in the city. Or whether it's text or whoever it is that have projections of how traffic is going to look twenty to thirty to forty years from now, you know, and and do we have a solution for that? No, like I I can almost guarantee you there is no one planning here in the city of Laredo for that. There's a whole uh, a whole like infographic, especially about working uh, to make cities more bikeable or better with public transit, and the the leading the number one cause the issue that they have is parking they need something to accommodate all of these uh all of these cars that hey if i go if yeah, i go you should have had a parking garage I, by now if i drive my car if i drive my car and i go and i park somewhere that's one person that goes there right uh if in that same in that same realm i think there was like a they showed an entire like full parking garage all of that could be condensed down to three or four buses like there's no reason why there would be you know why that couldn't be like an alternative um or maybe like a well we don't really have the city structure to have like a trolley lane or something like that yeah so well i mean we used to cool. i think i think that was the that was what we used to have like a long time ago but um but yeah no now we just have el metro and which you know shout out to el metro because they do a fucking fantastic job i've never ridden it i've been i've been in it a few times and they're smelly but it works um uh i think the only bus system i used was like in denver denver yeah show off now no i'm <laughs> just saying like i haven't <laughs> ridden the bus too many fucking times um well, I mean, I, yeah, I do feel, I do feel like there's, I mean, definitely things to disagree on, but I, 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 I feel like working. If you're trying to address things like pollution, like traffic issues, uh, and and just general like space and infra infrastructure, like the first, the leading, the leading cause of a lot of those issues are like cars, emissions, uh, you know, space, uh, all of those things that they get, they take up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would. We have love too many car lots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shut them down. I, I wish, you know, it could be like, hey, um, like you said, too many cars, but it's about making it accessible at the end of the day. I feel like accessible I said for, for who? For for the 
for everybody. I, I feel the public transportation is something that's highly um, underutilized here in Laredo. The bike lanes are not accessible. You know, like, uh, you don't have don't great bike routes <laughs> anywhere throughout the city. trying to bike from Mines Road over? It's chaos, dude. Yeah, you imagine going from Mines Road to downtown? <laughs> <laughs> Is that, like, are there cities where that's feasible? Yeah, dude. In Plenty. Europe? I, don't, I mean, no, not maybe not in Europe, but, like, yeah, 100% I mean, for sure, like, Amsterdam. Portland, bro, they love their to, bikes there. To, to the other side, you have to go above the, the bridge unless you're going to take Shiloh and everything. <laughs> and and it, you're right. Like, I hadn't actually taken that much serious thought into it, but no, you're you're absolutely <laughs> right. That they, Like, it would be hell to, to get one side of the city if like, you don't I, have a, a car. Yeah, like, I could... Like, our city is structured in such a way to where it's like, you have to have a fucking car. We have a park and ride. You know, we have a park and ride, right? I don't even know what that means. So, park and ride means you can go and you can park your car somewhere, uh right? And then you can take the bus to whatever route that you need to go to. And that helps alleviate traffic. Uh, And if you're a biker, you're going to just bike that area, take your bike with you on your car. (laughs) Get off! Take the fucking bus, and that sounds ridiculous. I'm saying it now, but but let's but but let's say you want to be downtown. I want to drive my bike. (laughs) Take the bus and then ride my bike, dude. My point that I'm making: if people do it, do you just want to ride your bike more? I want to ride my bike. Go to North Central, bro. bro. Just do laps, bro. I want to ride my. It's I had several flat tires. Fucking twenty minutes to no, but uh, but yeah, no. For the people in those areas, like you take you take your you can take your bike if you want, whatever. You know what? Right? I just just, uh. That that <laughs> does, 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 does the metro system have a good like bike system in the sense that like you know like because I, I in Lubbock I used to like ride my bike everywhere and you know like put it in the yeah they have <laughs> a thing you drive to the bus stop and then ride your <laughs> no like yeah the in front of the in front of the, the the bus like it would open down you you put your bike and and like it will stay there but now that I think about it. Here in the metro, I don't see anywhere that they have that. Right? They, yeah, like they have the bike thing. racks in the front. Bike dude. racks, yeah. yeah. I guess I see it so rarely. They have, yeah, I, they I, have a few bike, and maybe now you'll notice them that I've pointed it out. Yeah, but they do, I, they I thought about it. I was like, and they've had them for a long ass time. Yeah, you know, yeah, one time I rode my bike <laughs> to the bus stop, and my <laughs> this is the true story. <laughs> I rode. I rode <laughs> It's so dumb. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just, I want to hear this. <laughs> I'm just remembering. I had a yellow bike. It was my pride and joy. I was, uh, I was in, I was in uh, middle school, and my favorite thing to do was I would, I was, I would ride my bike. I would take it to the bus stop. I would put it on the on the bus in the front. I would get in. I'd listen to my CD player. Right, it was a CD player back then, and I was listening to that. And I would drive. I would ride over to my the the bus stop that was closest to my friend's house. Take the bike. And then ride to my friend's house, right? Okay. One time, I got off the bus. I forgot my bike. <laughs> I never saw that shit again. I lost my bike. I never, I don't know where it went. I don't know if there the was route, like. The, I had the route, yeah. I don't know if they ever like, if there's like a claim system for that. Um, somebody Go else to the bus put, station. Hey, uh, yeah, has anyone you, turned in a, a yellow bike? A, y'all find a bike? Where's your lost and found? Um, Here, here's another thing that to, to deflect away from your fucking <laughs> bike story. Sorry, sorry. And no, that. it's, it's okay. a funny, uh, anecdote, uh, uh, a funny story. Yeah. It sounds like you really like that bike. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's cool. But uh, fuck, was it? okay. So here's another thing that like maybe we can you know slide into your uh, agenda. But let's work to make downtown more accessible to just like a bar hop. 
Is that you know? Yeah, like, I mean, that kind of that because that kind of bolsters it, it, like it, nightlife yeah. and hey, there's shit to do in Laredo and like it could go hand in hand with like you paint the fuck out of all the buildings with like a badass art budget. You know what you need to do? You know, abolish the historical system. The, the oh historical yeah, committee. Yeah, the historical committee. All It'd I like, hey, hear bro. is how how pissed people are downtown that they can't do what they want with their property whenever they feel like it. You have to abide by historic, like, committee things or whatever. Hey, history um, nerds. I mean, there, there's huge investors out there, and, you know, like, it's it's about working with them, and it's about, you know, uh, seeing how we can create. If they want to strip there, we it has to be the entire, you know, strip. Like, you can't have what we have right now. Yeah, like you, a half-ass strip. A half-ass strip, Where it's, yeah. like, three bars, a block of nothing. It's, like, one-third of, of, one of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's, uh, it's a closed-down bar. Uh, a restaurant that always only lasts like two months. Yeah. Uh, 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 what's a, it called? A club, another club, a bar, a club, and then there's like nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have like one more out, like far in the far deep end. But yeah, no, like that's, I'm glad that you guys understand it. Like it's, it's a clear issue that you can't have, you know, a flourishing nightlife if you have it the way set up, the way you have it set up. Maybe get like a, a transit system in place in downtown so that we can go from Cultura to like It Street or whatever. I don't know. Now I'm just being fucking facetious and very specific for no reason. But I mean, there de- there definitely needs to be bring the scooters back, man. We need the scooters. They they're gone. Aren't now. they like a big liability? Nah, yeah, that I think that's left? what it was. There's a liability, especially down here where none of the streets are <laughs> scooterable. <laughs> yes. um, so it's uh, I love it's, how you it, use that. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it's like if you, I mean, you run the risk. It, it starts with the streets. It's super, it starts with like making it accessible, accessible. because it's so accessible guess, to yeah. the cars, right? But you take a scooter down there, you run the risk of getting flattened by a city bus. No problem. Um, yeah. Big bags, though, dude. You can get a bag from that. You get hit by a truck, <laughs> dude. You don't have to work ever yeah. again. Um, yeah. But you also Didn't might you? not walk, so it's. Uh, if you had to, and just kind of like in closing here, yeah. if you had to encapsulate like what your candidacy and what your eventual position would be as a mayor, just give me like a couple of sentences, a phrase, just to encapsulate that, and look at this camera right here. Encapsulate what I want to do, like as mayor. And, yeah, and, yeah, and like encapsulate. what you would stand for. Okay. Just give me a phrase. Give me a. Okay. You can use so a word. You can use a phrase. Anything. Okay. So you know something that I want to be remembered for is being different out of everybody else. I want to stand out out of all these other candidates and stand out from all these previous mayors, and say, you know what, he did something that no one's ever done before, and whether that's you know beautifying our parks, evolutionizing our city one way or another bringing jobs into Laredo, furthering our education. There's there's a million things I could get into, but I want to be remembered for at least one of these things. And I'm Juan Garza. I humbly ask you guys to go out and vote. I really want to make a s- change for this city. And, you know, I can't do that without you guys. So it's, it's extremely important for you guys to go out and vote because if we're going to move, progress Laredo to, to a better future, it, it has to be as a community. It can't be just me. And there you guys have it, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Juan Manuel Garza. Thank you for having. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, by the way. 